0: What up guys, this is a sick pod. I did it with my boy, Ethan. Yes, not me, my boy named Ethan. He owns a company called Zodic Rentals. They literally have a massive library of dope, exotic, high-end cars that they rent out. He started this business himself. It is such a sick pod. We talk about all things entrepreneurship and we ask questions. So you're gonna ask Ethan squared on this episode, you guys. It's dope, so let's get into the pod what is up everybody we are here for an extreme ethan episode this is ethan's angle the pod we're gonna do an episode of ask ethan today and today i'm here with my buddy a fellow business owner a fellow entrepreneur and a fellow ethan ethan what is good bro dude, we got ethan squared, <laughs> ethan squared here, bro. on
1: the pod today <laughs> yes, sir. dude
0: going? what did you roll up in today
1: uh, I, I brought the i8 today, I had to pull up in something nice, so I pulled up the BMW i8.
0: I pulled up in the catering van, so... Hey, that's cool too, that's cool, that's cool too. That's cool too. Uh, guys, Ethan is an entrepreneur, how did we even meet, I think it was the, somehow on Instagram, right?
1: Well dude, I've been following you for a minute. Oh, right? is that right? Yeah, and I DM'd you like forever ago, uh-huh. I was like, hey bro, if you ever need a car for anything, hit me up, I got some cars. <laughs> that's bad. And then you hit me back, like probably a year later uh-huh. you're, you're like hey I, actually i do need a car and that's how it happened so like when you rented that maserati it was dope there. yeah yeah so that's how we met but i first heard of you on another podcast you were on oh, really? uh, uh parker and Andres's podcast yeah and I, dj live baby. yeah i don't know him all that well but like i follow his podcast and uh i heard you on there i was like oh this dude's cool <laughs> i was it's like awesome. this is a this is a fellow ethan
0: you know <laughs> what i mean ethan squared baby yeah, um okay well tell us about your business bro
1: Yeah, I rent out luxury and exotic cars. Started with one. There we go. Started with one and uh, just kind of slowly worked my way up. I think we got 24, 25 cars right now. So dope, dude. So
0: you take it all the way back, though. Like, so you... Literally just got a car and set up an LLC and just started renting it out.
1: Dude, it didn't start that way, actually. So you went you <laughs> under the table? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, of course, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I started, I had a Mini Cooper. It was an extra car that I had, and it was just like kind of chilling. I own a shop, too. My dad and I own an auto repair shop. Oh, okay. So, so right, it was, that's how you grew up? Well, no, not really. We started that like three years ago. But oh, that's really? A, that's a separate story. Okay. The car was just chilling at the shop. Like, I had it. I wasn't <laughs> doing anything with it. I was getting ready to sell it. But then I had heard of Turo, you know about Turo? Yeah, yeah. Rental Rent car, your car. Yeah. rental car app. I was like, dude, I'll try it out at least. Uh huh. And so I tried it out. I like put it up on there. I think I made like five or six hundred bucks in a month. I was like, dang, dude, I paid five grand for this car. Yeah. Like, That's pretty good. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm just gonna keep rolling with it. So I kept that Mini Cooper for a few months and just kept going. And then I was like, okay, I feel like I could scale this into something. Yeah. And I love cars. Like I, cars are, are my big thing. And so I was like, man, I could, like. I started thinking i was like man i was, I was scheming about like how i could get like super sick cars and not really have to pay for them myself you know and, and that's where it all started so mini cooper and then a few months in i just started i just started buying more cars. so
0: a big part of the drive was you're like and i'm gonna have access to like a library of cars oh yeah right? dude, like
1: the i8 that i brought today like there's no way i've been able to buy that <laughs> without like starting a rental car business, yeah you know dude, what I mean? perks that's yeah, dope exactly
0: so then you, you was going through Turo and then did you start don't you go
1: now, like, just direct to the consumer? Yeah, yeah. So what happened with Turo is they were really good in the beginning, and then what started happening is, dude, they started adding all these new fees. fees yeah. yeah. and so it's like an airport fee, a young driver fee, a, a fee, fee, dude. Like yeah. They just started adding rad- random fees on, and it was costing the customer so much money and, like, for example, maybe I'm renting a car for, say, $100 a day. The customer's paying 200 yeah. And then I'm getting like 90 because Turo's taking their car yeah, from yeah, me, yeah. too. So they're getting a $90 a day experience from me because that's what I'm, I'm receiving. And then they're paying $200. Of yeah. course, there's going to be like issues, right? Yeah. And so we so, thought, so okay, you don't okay, what need do we use do? Turo anymore at all? we do the cars are still listed on on tarot but but the we try to direct them to our website so it's it's about right now it's about 50 50 as far as like business that we're doing on tarot versus direct but there's times of the year where it's like 80 20 Mm -hmm. like we're doing mostly just direct to our website so
0: it's kind of like do you try to wheel them in to go and direct to you like hey like better better price better experience yeah we gotta be
1: careful with it because Toro will blacklist us and they're on to us they know like they (sighs) they know what we do and like they they're aware of us as a business and so we're kind of like under a microscope with them like they're kind of like
0: doordash we try to swoop the doordash customers into going like right through online order well dude yeah you have
1: to right because it's like dude, they're charging so many fees it's just yeah and so that's that's what we do and like we'll hit them with like a check out our check out our website and then at the top of our website it's like like book with us don't (laughs) book with turra yeah yeah it's
0: dope dude so how how long has it been
1: uh, a little over two years now. Nice. Yeah, so it's just been just been a couple of years.
0: And you got like a shop and where you house everything now?
1: Oh yeah, dude. We're just down the street from you here. We're like we're like a mile away from here. We've got a warehouse. And-
0: What's going yeah. on there? Just you're holding the cars, like maintaining them, and people can come check them all
1: out, or yeah, what? yeah We just screw around a lot. <laughs> it's Just a big old warehouse. Just a little fantasy factory. In yeah, there. that was honestly like that's a big driving factory. It's one of my like, dreams, too. dude. It's so sick, but it's it's small. It's not that big, three thousand square feet. But yeah, we put we put the cars in there and then there's like lot space out back where we can park extra cars and then uh we were able to like detail them and like get them all nice and like minor repairs and stuff we've got a little office little podcast room as well so So, yeah it's a cool dude you got to come check it out i do need to come over yeah
0: so what's the vision with the biz like what do you where you see it going dude
1: bigger than it is now like i want to i want to go like I want to go way big with it so short term we're hoping to be able to just build out our fleet a little better here mm-hmm. we've got some cars that we're getting ready to sell some nice cars that we're getting ready to pick up um, so hopefully that'll happen um, in the next you know couple of months we should be kind of upgrading the fleet and then from mm-hmm. there the move is to start branching out I'd like to be in other big cities like Phoenix is on the on the map uh, yeah we're testing sacramento right now we've got a range rover out in sacramento that's test, dope, testing the market with it to see if that's any good so yeah we're just we're just kind of like we're just trying to get it all figured out but yeah we want to be everywhere
0: and then your content game is on fire i was watching like your tiktok vlogs oh yeah tell <laughs> us about
1: those well dude here's the thing about it is like one thing i'm super passionate well two things i'm passionate about one cars two content creation yeah i love making content like, Is it just I'll, fun or you feel like it leads to business results or both? Or? All the above. Yeah. I, I just love doing it. And it has definitely generated business yeah. for us. I mean, like, we've we've had a couple of videos that have done all right that have converted into sales for us. Yeah. Like, I love that. But that's just a perk for yeah. me. Like I love filming and, and just like making stuff, coming up with ideas and just putting myself out there. I love creating content. So that's why I started I started doing the vlogs because I realized like Dude, there's not very many 25-year-old kids that own a rental car company, just no. like there's not very many 25-year-old kids that own like a, yeah, yeah. You know, own a Thirst, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you're doing the same thing. So I love it, bro. It's just cool. It's I love it, fun. bro.
0: Well, I'm a big fan. I think it's dope. Yeah, thank you. Okay, let's get into it, guys. We're doing Ask Ethan Squared today, so we've got five entrepreneur questions, and uh, me and Ethan are going to answer. Let's do it. Let's go. Oh, and I forgot to introduce our wonderful podcast admin, kenny what up kenny
1: what's up guys how's your day going i'm here too my day's awesome
0: kenny slammed her finger in a door and it broke
1: yeah oh. in the catering van and then i left it unlocked, oh, the like loft.
0: a car door a car door in bro. the car Holy door this is so sad it hurt
1: really bad Jeez. <laughs>
0: But she's still here on the pod all right ken wow. let's, let's get into this
1: okay first question what's been one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome while running your business
0: Ooh, oh, you first, bro. You. I go first. <laughs> you first. Um, okay, I haven't even thought about it. Tons of tons of challenges for sure. I'd say the biggest overarching challenge that is, is it's an ongoing challenge for sure. It's not like one specific thing because there's things like you know like COVID or there's things like you know like short staffingness or things like like all these little like things that you would have to figure out along the way. I think the biggest thing for me, and because I have a lot of employees. Um, just the way that the nature of my business, we have almost like 200 employees is people management. I would say is one of the biggest things that I'm figuring out how to overcome is like, how do you get people on board and make them feel good and make them ultimately do what you want them to do? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's actually like the, probably the toughest equation in business to figure out is how to, make people want to get behind your vision of or the company's vision of you know whatever it may be like running a store properly marketing a brand properly work you know running your business properly whatever it may be like figuring out how to get people on board so that's the way that you talk to them it's the way that you give them feedback the way that you pay them the way that everything is structured just people management in general i think is is no question the biggest thing i don't have it figured out for sure but That would be probably like the biggest hurdle that I'm always overcoming is like, how do I talk to this manager right now or give them this feedback to make them ultimately get their checklist done or, you know, manage their stores correctly. It can be tough. It can especially be tough at scale too. Cause like at first, and I don't know where you're at in this process, you say, but like at first when I have one store, I can literally do everything. can literally do everything, be everywhere. When I have two stores, in three stores even, can still kind of do everything. You're working like 100 hours a week, but you can still kind of be everywhere. But when you get into four, five, six, seven, then it, the equation kind of shifts. It's like mm, you're no longer working on the stores and directly as much with the customers. You're working on the people that are going to work on the stores and going to work on the customers, which is a whole different like thing to figure out. And so I don't know where you're at with that like. If you're having people run the business for you yet, or if you're able to still control it all. But I'd say that's the biggest hurdle for me. And I haven't cracked the code exactly yet, but it's an ongoing process for sure.
1: Dude, that's funny because it's the same for me. And I don't have nearly as many employees, mm-hmm. but it's a similar situation where I we're, we're big enough now that I can't be there every day. Yeah. And like I said, I own a shop and my shop is in Spanish Fork. Mm. so the rental car company is up here shop is in spanish fork so at both businesses i have managers right Mm -hmm. people that are running it and i've learned that no matter uh, this might be controversial but no matter how good of an employee you hire nobody will take it as seriously as you do of course yeah nobody's gonna nobody's gonna like be about it as much as you are because it's your baby Mm -hmm. you know that's the same thing with me and so we have good employees we have great employees but we run into the same thing where it's like it's like, man, I would have done that differently. Or like, we try to train them as good as we can to do it the way that we want it, but sometimes it just doesn't quite. Yeah. Like So it's the same thing, but on a smaller scale for me. Like I'm like I've, I'm dealing with two businesses. You're doing you're dealing with like same what, exact 10? thing
0: though. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, it's crazy because it shifts in everything. Like say marketing. Let me focus on how to get car rentals. Now let me focus on how to train someone. To get car rentals those right. are completely different things yeah yeah training some a human to do something versus doing it yourself those are completely different things
1: and do people hear you differently like you like you could tell the same thing to five different people and they're gonna hear it differently totally you know
0: I mean? that's a good point is ev- literally every single human needs to be like reverse engineered like yeah. i think about that with my managers a lot it's like this manager I need to say things to them this way, this one, this way, you know, this one, I need to send a text to every few days and be like, you did a really good job at this, this one just,
1: I need to tell it to them straight because they'd rather just hear it and get it done. You know what I mean? Dude, that's exactly the same thing. And so we're, we're young enough in business that we're still trying to, I mean, I mean, trying to navigate exactly how to do it and how Mm -hmm. to, how to train people the way that we want them trained and get them to do what we want them to do, like the right way. And it's tough. Tough. It's definitely tough. So I would agree with that. I think that my answer is the same as your is answer it? on that. Because I think that everything else we can kinda like there like you said, there's other hard things. There's yeah. other difficult things. But dude, managing people is difficult.
0: Yeah, and there's no one right way. It's like you can almost Google everything else. Yeah, like, right. Right. <laughs> like every, accounting, marketing. These are all like YouTubeable, Googleable things, but and how to work with an individual human that's ain't no right way to do that yeah it's tough yeah i agree cool let's do it
1: okay how do you guys balance your work life and your personal life you want me to go first on this one okay this is tough this is tough because um i'm married um i've been married for you're married yeah i have been this is gonna give a great perspective
0: because i ain't i ain't married
1: (laughs) yeah i've been married for as long as i've been in business so i I was married before i was in business and uh, it's tough. This is another one that's very tough because my wife has been super supportive and like super good. So step one: f- find somebody in your personal life that's going to be supportive. Because if you don't, then it's it'll all crumble. If your personal life isn't going good, it's hard to it's hard for your business life to that's go a, right. That's facts. You man. know what I mean. And so I think the way that I've learned to separate it is like I. I work, like you said, 100 hours easily. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Bouncing back and forth between the businesses. But there's just times where I just have have to disconnect. And I don't like to do it. And I've had to train myself to do it. I've had to train myself to be able to say, okay, your manager is managing and he's doing what he needs to do. Everything will be fine if I leave for a day the business will still be here when you get back. But I, I love being in the day-to-day. I love being involved in, like, all of the decisions and the working with the customers and all of that. Mm-hmm. And so disconnecting and pulling away from that is very difficult. But I've found ways to do it. I've found ways to just, like, kind of... So, so do you kind of, like, calendar time type of thing? or I try to, yeah. I try to. Or, like, my wife and I have a specific day out of the week where it's, like, okay, tonight is date Saturday night. night yeah. we're, we're putting the... Phones on, do not disturb yeah. and everything will be okay when we get back. And dude, it kills me to do that. <laughs> but when I do it But it's nice though. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Like it ends up being really good, whether we're going to a movie or just like, you know, like doing dinner or whatever it is. It's it never has to be anything like too crazy, mm-hmm. but there is a set day or time and it fluctuates. Like maybe it's a Wednesday this week and a Tuesday next week, but date night is date night. Mm-hmm. And so that's the biggest thing. Other than that, like I'm <laughs> It's business pretty much yeah. all the time. If it's not date night or like we're spending personal time together, I'm pretty much doing business. I don't. I mean, I don't have very many friends. Like I'm so busy working. <laughs> like bro, you I know what I it, mean? Bro. Now, dude, I think
0: it's a great example because I think everything is so situational. There is no balance for an entrepreneur. It's what are what priorities do you have in your life? Do you know what I mean? You and I are in completely different situations. Yeah, I'm single. I have no. <clears throat> no no other commitments other than my business why would I have a balance other typically people's balance is work and then like hobbies and then relationships right Mm -hmm. okay well I'm not in a relationship
1: is your hobby business my
0: hobby is my business yeah same and so those two make up the entirety of the equation, right? Right. And so, like, I think it's you so situational. I have so much respect for other situations and other priorities because I would do the exact same thing. Right. It's literally just about what your priorities are. So, I don't know. I don't necessarily have, like, I feel like um, society's, quote, unquote, balance with work but i also think that's kind of bullshit because well, yeah you don't need to don't need to why would yeah. i do why would i stop spending time on the thing that i like to do the most to do something that i don't want to do when i don't have any like prior obligation to do it now the only other thing i will say though is what i've been re- learning recently which you just said just if your pr- personal life's not in order the business follows baby
1: that's right if you're
0: not disciplined in your personal life the business follows and i pushed this off for four or five years and only in the last six months to a year i've been taking this a little more seriously but stuff like working out stuff like eating better stuff like yeah having your relationships in a row outside of work i think that translates to work hundred percent probably more as entrepreneurs than we want it to Cause we're like, ah, I just want, only want to just focus on this business and like, forget about everything else. Like, no, you have to deal with the other stuff too. Right. You know what I mean. Right. But
1: yeah, dude, I'm obsessed with my business, right? Like, I spend so much time and effort thinking about it that like, it is my hobby. Yeah. So you're right. There's only there really is only two things in my life. It's like my my wife and my family life, yep. and then there's my business. My business yeah. is my hobby.
0: Because the only I mean, thing would be hobby, because yeah. then it's combined with work. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is beautiful. Okay. Yep. Let's do number three. All right.
1: Okay, what are you guys most excited about with your businesses right now? Ooh.
0: You want to go first? I'll go first. All right. Mine's kind of nerdy. I would say I'm most excited about uh, a lot of behind-the-scenes work I'm doing. One thing is I'm work. This is like business nerdy. This is not fun, but I'm working on an ITS system, inventory tracking system, because I'm I'm trying to dial in our cost of goods, and I want to be... I'm trying to set up like a razor-sharp sh- business like have that edge of operations at a small scale so that I'm running my small- scale business like Jimmy John's is you know what I mean or like the, the you know these hyper growth like really dialed in food franchises that's what I'm working on in my business so right now like we're working on a tracking system that's like literally every every cup is tracked and then at the end of the week it's like you sold this many cups you have this many left over why is there 50 missing? Type of thing. It's just really like deep and like like dialed in. And honestly, maybe for like two, three, four stores, maybe not even necessary because if you're not planning on doing any more, but I'm trying to set up my six, seven as like a, you know, like have that operational edge. So kind of a nerdy business thing, but for me, it's exciting. And it's, ex- I talk, I think of a lot about like the shit that we do that's like not very cool and fancy right now. But one day, it will turn into the coolest and fanciest things. Like the behind-the-scenes work. Like, I haven't been focused as much on, like, marketing. Open, I haven't opened a new store in a, a year, which is not that long. But, um, but I'm setting things up for... What I think will probably be hyper growth in probably three to five years, at least, you know, probably at least that much. It just takes a lot of behind the scenes work and things that like don't seem cool right now, but it's about to be cool. We got a hundred stores and they're all making a ton of money. Do you know what I mean? Versus like it all exploding when you try to do that thing. And so, yeah,
1: I'm working on behind the scenes stuff. Well, dude, that's what's funny is I think that a lot of people don't understand that like, like on social media and on paper, being a business owner is like super glamorous, right? But in reality, there's so much behind the scenes that's totally like dude. not super cool, not super stressful, exciting. bro. Yeah. And, and it's like not fun stuff. sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm a, I, I always find a way to make it fun. But there are things about owning a business that just flat out are not fun. Yeah. And so, for me though, to answer that question. Um, I've I've got a I've got some other stuff going on. So we're sort of the same right now, where we're doing a lot of little stuff right now to gear up for expansion, mm-hmm. and I'm stoked about it. And nobody sees it, nobody knows about it. What
0: does that look like? Systems like booking and like a yeah, type so, of stuff. Or?
1: Yeah, that and working with people directly as far as like investments go, getting mm-hmm. getting people in line that wanna that wanna help us grow by mm-hmm. helping us get more cars, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, it's expanding the website, like things like that. To be honest with you, one of the things that I'm most excited for, and this is what popped into my head when you asked the question, is the people, dude. I love mm. meeting new people. Mm. I love like that. This business that I've created allows me the opportunity to meet you, to come on your podcast, mm-hmm. to be here, and like I've been able to do like with some content creators, some sick videos recently, yeah. like that have been really good and. So what excites me is the opportunities that are coming in the future for the people that I'm going to be able to meet and network with and get to know and become friends with. You're probably renting to a bunch of dope people too. Oh yeah, Yeah. oh yeah. I get to meet all sorts of cool people. Let's be honest, most of the time they're successful people. Yeah, either that or they're trying, like they're pretending to be. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, do you get that a lot? All the
0: time, dude. All the
1: time. You're one of
0: those places you can rent to from.
1: To do the Lamborghini pics on, yep. <laughs> on Instagram, bro. Yep. And I people do. Put that together. And people do all the time, like that. You know, they'll hey, rent your money. On yeah. Oh, oh, of course, right? Like it's they're great customers still, and no disrespect to them because they're probably trying to do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, there are a lot of really cool, like awesome people that I get to meet, and so what I look forward to is like the next person that's gonna walk in. The that's door, dope, dude. You know what I mean? That's a cool angle. Yeah. I like it.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
1: Okay, how do you guys evaluate the past ups and downs of your business, or I guess, do you evaluate your past ups and downs? Mm. Yes, that's a good question. The answer is yes, I do. <laughs> I <laughs> do, do you dwell on it? it. Mm. I try not to dwell on it because here's the thing about it. Oh, dude, we were talking about this before we even started recording. Like, dude, there just is ups and downs. Like, mm-hmm. I asked you, is there ups and downs in your business? You told me, of course. I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, there's ups and downs in my business. Like, create My business is seasonal. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean. And so, you want know, to talk about ups and downs? Imagine not selling anything for a month. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But what I do is I've, I've learned over the last couple of years to take those ups and downs and figure out how to make the downs ups. Because I know when they're coming now. Like Because my business is seasonal, I know when we're going to be slow. I know mm. when things are going to get hard. And there's always curveballs that get thrown, you know what I mean, that you can't expect. But I can almost predict when things are gonna when, when there's gonna be a downturn for a little bit and then i sit i sit there and i say to myself okay how are we gonna make this downturn not as bad as the last one or like mm-hmm. how are we gonna keep it up you know what i mean what and about so,
0: the, like big l's like have you ever like because oh, yeah like, don't even, like there was like a
1: video where like some car blew up or something like an engine blew up or oh what yeah. Was well yeah so we've had cars we had a car go off a cliff <laughs> a year ago yesterday we had our toyota supra get totaled yeah um, we've had engines blow up we've mm. had cars break down in different states and we've had to go get them those are those are big l's because big it costs yeah. a lot of money yeah right but the thing is is that that goes back to like okay how do i make this a positive and every time for us it's been all right let's make a piece of content out of it and hopefully we go viral. yeah and a lot of times it has it has happened yeah so yes i i see those like it's just a, it's just a natural effect of doing business. Is there's gonna be L's, yeah. but how do you take those L's and then make them like sick? And yeah, we just make content out of it, dude. One
0: of the, one of almost the most viewed videos we've ever had on the thirst page was when we opened. It was actually the location we're in right now. We opened this big ghost kitchen. It was called Thirst Underground, and it was online orders only. And there's the big menu of things that you can only get sometimes at Thirst, and people were stoked about it. And I. Freaking stirred the pot with that. I've, probably the best advertising I've ever done for a grand opening. Just hyping it up, you guys. This is going to be like nothing you've ever seen before. And sure enough, 5 p.m. at the grand opening time, literally almost a thousand cars pulled up. Like, there's videos of this line that goes miles down the road. And what I didn't think about was that with online ordering, where a drive through you just take one car at a time. Online ordering... They all come in at once. Oh, so right dang, at 5 dude. p.m., all of our systems just went ding 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 The printers are just going insane. <laughs> we have no idea where to start. We didn't think this through at all, dude. Dang. And we just blew it, dude. Like blew oh, it, blew it. Man. Most people left the line. The like the ones that didn't waited legitimately hours. It was like the most embarrassing at the in this in the moment. Most embarrassing, just like complete failure, like How did I not think of this type of thing happening? It was insane, dude. That's a good problem to have, though. It was a good problem, but like I've definitely learned, like, yo, you got to have the operations to back up the hype. That was, like, one of the first times where, because that is one of the problems that I've had with Thirst, is, like, the hype sometimes outweighs what we can fulfill. And I've done like because I'm good at creating hype. On, yeah, you are. Um, but like I'm learning how to be a skilled operator at scale with multiple stores. And so this is one of those times where that did not line up. And dude, yeah, total failure. And that night I went on the gram and I was like, I made a video. I was like, Thirsty Nation, what up, Ethan. I am so sorry, you guys. <laughs> I'm gonna be uh, the first to say we just got our asses kicked, and like we want to make it right with all of you guys. Like I spent literally all night like DMing every order, reaching out to every order, and like making it right and getting people their money back and stuff. But it was one that sorry clip and saying like, "Yo, we messed up. We're gonna." F- work our butts off to fix this was one of the most viral clips that we've had really yeah people are like we love you guys like it's okay like some people were pissed (laughs) yeah that was the worst ever but a lot of people were like you know appreciated the honesty and like it was it wasn't a front it was like straight up like yo we blew this and i mean like we ended up not even doing it anymore it was that bad like not like we just closed down (laughs) this ghost kitchen location it was a huge l dude but it was i think you know an L is an opportunity in a million different ways. It's a million different ways of like, you know, I'm never going to blow a grand opening like that again. Yeah. You don't make the same yeah. mistake twice. <laughs> never going to do that. I'm also, it was an opportunity with that piece of content. Tons of people found out about me and thirst for the first time from that piece of content. I've dude, been told wild. that lots of times, which is crazy. Like in the moment yeah. I was like, this is the worst, but dude, I think
1: it's, it's all about
0: how you respond. It's about, it's oh, about yeah. the
1: bounce back. Well, dude, that's the thing, right? And, and y- y- People appreciate like when you're genuine Yeah, and you are your brand. Right. And I, I, like I'm trying to do the same. Like I want people to know me, like you are Ethan from thirst, Mm -hmm. right? Like that's how people know you. And like, that's how I want to be known. I want to be known as the, like Ethan from Zodic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, um, you being genuine and being your brand like hey look here it is me the owner the yeah the guy like i'm apologizing to you personally like yeah like that's
0: like we messed up people yeah.
1: people like that you know what i mean so it's yeah. like yeah that might be an l but like people are like you're you did exactly what i was just talking about you turned it into a w by yeah. like showing people that you're genuine and like you're gonna make it right and all of that you know yeah
0: and l's in business like let's keep it in perspective and l in business is like well at least we were in business attempting to the thing at all. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you really think about it, like it's not really an L like, no. what are people going to like say that like you should have done this way? Well, you didn't do
1: it at all. So, well, you know what I dude, mean? And here's the other thing. Like at I least we're say, out here trying dude kind of right. Thing. That's what I was going to say is like at the end of the day, if my doors are still open and like, I've got enough money to pay the bills at the end of the day, like I'm still winning. Yeah. Like if, as as I, long if I'm still in business, business yeah. as long as I'm still in business, I'm still winning. Yeah, dude, hundred yeah. percent. Cool. Okay, last question. How did you raise funding for your businesses? Mm. Oh, dude, I've got a fun story about it. People go nuts when I tell them how I started my <laughs> where I got the money. This is bro. like the
0: hottest topic, too, I think, which I think is also another I thing in a minute, but I think that everyone is always like, huh, you know, how do I raise money for my thing? Or I don't have money for my thing. Or like, how do you, like, you, they're just working on their pitch deck. Yeah, or wherever it is, right, or it's like, right, right. right. mm. okay,
1: yeah, but anyway, um, tell us your story. Well, dude, okay, all right, yeah, I want to go first on this one because <laughs> I go. love telling people this. So, my business partner, I gotta give like all the credit to him. He's my brother in law, he wasn't my brother in law when we started the company, he, oh, was, really? he was dating my sister. Now okay, okay, they're married now. He was working at a bank at the time, and he, uh, he like knew the ins and outs of getting loans, getting he was loans. like, he was a loan officer. Uh-huh. And so, when I started renting out that mini Cooper. I was like, okay, I want to get more cars. I was broke. I like I had no money uh-huh. at all. Like uh-huh. the five thousand dollars that I spent on the Mini Cooper was the five thousand dollars that you had. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I was making a little bit of, you know, $600, 800 dollars a month or whatever from that. And then I had like, you know, the money that I make at the shop that my dad and I own. But mm-hmm. like, dude, I didn't have like a ton of extra money. And so the question was, okay, how do we get money to buy a ton of cars? And my business partner was like, Okay, dude, well, here's what we do. We'll just go to a bunch of different banks and get pre-approvals at all of them in the same month, okay. and then cl- like close a deal at every single bank. So, dude, I went to like five or six different banks, got <laughs> auto loan approvals at each of them, and then just went car shopping. Huge <laughs> risk, because the next month, it hits your credit report. Yeah. It tanks your credit for a minute, and it's like okay well now i've got three thousand dollars a month like at the time it was like probably twenty five hundred dollars or three thousand dollars a month in car payments and i'm not making that Mm -hmm. so hopefully these cars rent enough to at least make those car payments yeah so that's what we did both me and my business partner did that exactly which probably held you
0: accountable too you're like yo this
1: has to work i'm gonna die trying because of my names on that loan so (laughs) that's the thing that's what i want to say about raising money is a lot of the time people i think people are like okay like i need to find an investor Mm -hmm. i need to get some money and dude honestly that's low-key kind of the easy way it's mm-hmm. like if you get lucky enough to find somebody that thinks your idea is is great and they want to put money behind it that's awesome like lucky you there's nobody on this planet that would have looked at 22 year old ethan ashby and been like yeah i'll give you three hundred thousand dollars to go buy cars yeah but the banks were like okay it's just an auto loan you know what i mean yeah and so it works so we had to get really creative with it and it did hold us accountable. Like no matter what, we're making those car payments. Yeah. And so that's how we did it. And then now, dude, that's, now it's a little different. Like now we've got a track record and, numbers. Got a track and like, record. now yeah. people will invest with us yeah. because we've proven it.
0: Yeah. dude. It's like, if you're so good as an entrepreneur, if you're so confident that you have the audacity to say, I'm going to start a business, then why are you afraid to pay that money back? Right. You know what I mean? Like this, this idea of shark tank, where you get an investment that literally isn't... It's not a loan. Like, like you get an investment that's just an inj- injection into your business idea is completely
1: fake, Yeah, much. that doesn't happen. It does not happen. Uh, it didn't happen to me I anyway. A, yeah, <laughs> I've
0: been in business for a while now. I've got a love of a track record. I can't even really do that. Like, right. There's no one that's going to give me millions of dollars just injecting as quickly as like it is on TV. That is not a thing. No. If you're a real entrepreneur, you should be so confident in your idea that you're like, I don't care. I don't care how I get the money. I'll pay it back. Right. I'll pay it back with interest. It doesn't matter. I'm going to make right. 10x this eventually. Anyway, right. so
1: dude... I agree dude, with that. And here's the thing <laughs> Same about Same story it. for me, by the way. I was yeah, I want to hear yours. I was going to say here's the thing about it. Dude, I don't own a home. Like I rent where I live yeah. still. And the reason I rent where I live still is because I went and got You're rent, all in on three hundred thousand dollars in car loans. Dude, the banks look at me and they laugh when I'm like, Yeah, I need a home like I need a mortgage. Yeah. You know, like, no, that's not gonna happen. so yeah. It's like that's that's the kind of dedication. Like if you want money to start a business, it's out there. But you gotta really commit to it.
0: Yeah. And you also have a, have to have a track record. So I think True. what's good about your story and I'll tell how mine is you started running out a car and AKA started getting revenue in and started proving this, proving yourself as an entrepreneur, proving that the model worked because you actually have numbers now and AKA like created a track record. You don't need funding to create a track record. No, you don't like do it a different way to create that track record. And then we could get into the talks of how you're going to get a larger sum of money, which I, in my opinion, still should be paid back. If you, st- if you really are confident about this business? Why wouldn't you keep more equity, pay the money back, and because you know the business can easily pay for it? Especially if you're going to be long
1: term, right? If like you're going to doing this yeah. forever, not, yeah, like don't sell equity. Good
0: point. Like if you're about, if you're doing, it like, see, this is not my world, but like, and probably isn't yours, but like, if this is like a tech startup that you're going to go sell quickly, like, that's not my game, right? But if we're talking about a real practical business, like, dude, I started a freaking snow cone shack. You know, and and build it from basically no investment, nothing. In fact, the way that I started my shaved ice shack, it was I wanted to start a shaved ice, sh- ice shack. I was 16. You need a shack, right, to put somewhere. Right. And um, I found one on KSL. It was like ten thousand dollars. It was like a coffee drive-through shack. I did not have ten thousand dollars. I was like mowing lawns before that, a lawn mowing business. Maybe had a couple thousand, but not that much. And so I went to the, but in the KSL ad, it said open to business inquiries on this shack I'm like huh so went up looked at the shack up in heber and uh, like the shack, it was that's where they were storing it up in heber and i was like okay i went back home i put together a model of how many shaved ice basically a, like a projection like a pnl that basically the same format i use today this is how many snow cones i'm going to sell this is how much it's going to cost me this is how much my employees my overhead and my cogs are going to cost me this is how much i think i can make and i Pitched the lady who's now was the co-founder and ultimately invested in thirst at the beginning i told her i i think we split it i think it was just 50 50 i'll give you 50 percent of the business i'll run it i'll do all the work if i can just use your shack dang dude. yeah dude That's And i did it sick. for three summers and just worked my ass off i worked every shift in the shack made her some money and really proved like at that point, like, 16 to 18 years old, I'm running this business. I created a track record for myself. And then then thirst the idea of thirst came along, and she had just sold a house. And, like, it wasn't a lot of money. We're talking about, like, the initial thirst investment was sub $100,000. Dang. Sub $100,000. It was just for initial rounds of inventory to paint that first building and, like, a little bit of equipment like and payroll wow. for a couple of weeks. Like, it was really, really small. And... Like we really haven't raised money ever since. It's all profit from the business. But I think it's just a that little investment I got came from track record that I built from no money. And even the the opportunity I had where she said yes to the 50-50 split came from, yo, I have this lawn mowing business I've been doing since I was 11. And you know, I'm hustling over here and she could see that. So little track record built into some more track record, built into more track record, and you know, I think I'll have an easier time finding investment for the next business i do because of my track record at thirst so i think dude i'm a i'm a fan of loans i'm a fan of paying it back me too i'm a fan of paying it back because it holds you accountable and like dude when there's no daddy giving you a bank yeah daddy investor or daddy daddy like (laughs) dude you got to make payroll like this reminds me of the first year like so she gave me that little investment but like it wasn't like she had more money like like that was it right the first year, I hired like 10, 15 employees right off the bat. Yeah, I had like three after two weeks because <laughs> I couldn't afford any of them. And I literally worked open to close every day. And so like it holds, but I learned how to manage labor. I learned how to build sales. I learned how to do all this stuff because I had to. You
1: know, what Dude, I mean? that's wild. That, I've been in the same boat, right? Like, yeah. Where it's like, bro, I just, <laughs> like there's no other money. Like, Have
0: you been in situations where you're like, either i'm going to pull something out of my ass right now or we're oh. screwed dude like, cuz i've been
1: in that still, way too like, many times dude like that still happens now yeah, to be honest too. with you dude there's too, been times dude. there's been times where i've had to take like okay well i got i got a big credit card i can cash advance it to uh make sure i make sure i'm good to go you know yeah. i got some car payments i'm not gonna be able to make like let me just cash advance this and it's just dude it's just part of the ups and downs like dude there's times where it's like we're killing it and we're paying off cars quick and then there's other times where it's like oh bro i gotta figure out how i'm gonna make the minimum payment. Dude, this yeah month. one time i it's one time
0: like, i needed to make payroll like a couple years ago and i was like dude i don't know how i'm gonna do this and i literally exported every person that had ever come to thirst and i pulled out my phone and i was texting them about offering them ca- our catering services and i got like 10 people to say yes i got a down deposit 75%
1: down and i made payroll dude i have <laughs> done that same thing i'm telling it you like like insane, i'm talking dude. text text our customers like yeah. our best customers that i know are down to rent a car like yeah. like hey dude like I'll, I'll give you a deal on this car like i just need to get it out of my warehouse there's nothing that drives me drives me nuts more than walking into my warehouse and seeing a bunch of expensive cars yeah. sitting there because if they're sitting there they're not making money yeah it's overhead and so it's like dude I, I walk in there i'm like there's too many cars here who can i text who can i get to rent a car yeah <laughs> i love it, bro this has been epic
0: dude Yeah, man. double ethan's yeah, can only sir. be double good that's right appreciate you bro keep hustling dude thank you for having me absolutely blessed